Welcome to the 10 Minutes from the Top series podcast from Becker's Healthcare. My name is Laura Deirda, and I'm Editor-in-Chief of Becker's ASC Review and Becker's Spine Review. I'm joined today by the Administrator of Wake Orthopedics, Zach Walsh. We'll be discussing a few key questions about where the practice is right now and where it's headed in the future. Thank you so much for joining us, Zach. My first question is, um, what is the status quo of your practice right now? Yeah, absolutely, and, and thanks for having me. Um, we're currently exiting about a five or six week uh, period of time where we um, limited our practice to essential patients only, both in the ambulatory outpatient clinic standpoint um, and from a procedure standpoint. Um, and we're starting to enter a phase one of a multi-phase re-entry uh, strategy that in a controlled manner, we want to make sure we continue to mitigate risks and um, really optimize the way that we provide care to patients and the way we communicate with patients to help build that build that confidence. So this week is the first week that we've started that process. Um, uh, our, our visits and our encounters in our outpatient setting are gradually increasing, um, again, in a controlled manner under under the necessary guidelines. And then, um, you know, we're really trying to turn the focus towards providing these patients the, the orthopedic care that they need, um, while again, staying in line with, with the necess necessary risk mitigation efforts. Got it, thank you for walking us through that. Um, what was it like four weeks ago as compared to now? Yeah, good question. So I think, um, we're certainly much more educated and equipped on how to move forward um, in the current environment than we were four, five, six weeks ago. I think across the country, it's probably been a learning curve. Um, we're not unique in that. It's been a learning curve for all of us, uh, given much of this is certainly unprecedented. Um, and again, I think it's kind of, it varies depending on where you are in the country and, and what you're um, what the impact the virus has had on, on your community and on your healthcare system and on, and on each individual practice. But um, for us, we began a, a multifaceted action plan about four or five weeks ago um, when, we, when we knew we needed to start to transition into essential patients only and really mitigate those risks um, of potential exposure. And so we kind of looked at three primary areas, uh, focus areas for us, and it's fairly simplistic, um, team, patients, and then safety. Um, from a team standpoint, um, four or five weeks ago, we put together an internal task force uh, that incorporated physician and administrative leaders, operational finance leaders um, as well, and looking at how do we move forward, what are the best ways that we communicate changes with with staff, with providers, and and most importantly with the community and with our patients, um, because much of much of what we were doing um, has to hit somewhat of a pause button, particularly in the in the what's deemed non-essential. Um, and so that task force uh, meets daily, and we continue to do that. Um, so not much has changed from that standpoint. Um, from a patient standpoint. You know, we're really pumped the brakes four or five weeks ago from a standpoint of what comes into the 
clinics, um, really trying to optimize telehealth as much as possible. Um, and that's really, again, speak to the um, how we focus and how we look at different ways of delivering care to patients. It's really been an eye-opening experience for us on what are the other opportunities that we can do, not only over the last four or five weeks, but moving forward as well. Um, and we built various algorithms that helped funnel the patients to the appropriate pathway of care, whether it be a televisit um, or pushing out um, a procedure or whatever it may whatever it may be. And then lastly, safety, kind of focusing on um, what do we need to put in place to ensure we have the appropriate PPE available? Um, what are the processes and procedures for our staff, our providers um, to, rid it, to mitigate risk as much as possible? Um, and, and much of that is still in place and we're gonna continue to optimize that as we, as we move forward. Um, and again, I, I think a lot of what we've learned over the last four weeks will continue to carry forward because, uh, frankly, um, the future is still a bit unknown, and we want to make sure that um, we have everything in place to have a controlled reentry into what, what's probably going to be our new normal. Absolutely, yeah, that is so important. And I know you've spoken to this a little bit already, but what else do you expect three months from now? How do you think things will be different? Um, what are you really planning for? Certainly, yeah. I mean, so that's the that's the million dollar question. I think, um, in some sense, the billion dollar question. You know, as, as we look at much of the healthcare industry, particularly in the world of orthopedics. Um, a lot of that is is dependent on what does this timeline look like, and what does um, how does the virus act? Uh, what is the the short and long term impact um, to to our practice, to our to our patients, to the community, to the confidence um, that our patients have in in the way that we um, provide you know and reinsure their safety and well being. Um, that said, I, I think. A reasonable amount of this is not necessarily um, up in the air. Much of it's in our control, right? So I think, you know, we continue to mitigate risk um, with various operational changes we're, we're implementing um, even today, uh, various processes that turn our outpatient clinics um, into what we're calling touchless visits um, as much as possible gathering as much front-end information prior to the patient coming in to the office um, as possible, utilizing technology, utilizing our HR system, optimizing that as much as possible. Um, and cha again, changing the way we, we think about how we deliver care and, and uh, focusing on what keeps, keeps our patients safe, our staff safe, and our providers safe. And then, you know, I think moving on to you know, we have a, a relatively significant backlog of patients, both from an um, outpatient clinic standpoint and um, from a procedure standpoint. Um, much of the, many of these cases are, are elective um, and would fall in that category, um, but patients are in pain um, and patients, uh, there's, there's certainly a variety of different feedback on kind of the confidence of coming back in. Um, and so we're working with uh, PR and, and business development on how we can, we, how we can better deliver 
um, confidence and reinstill confidence to our patients. And so, you know, to summarize, I think, um, again, a bit of it's unknown. There's going to be significantly uh, different experience when you come into an outpatient clinic. There's going to be a different experience when you show up to an ASC or show up to the hospital for your surgery as a patient. Um, and then all the back-end workflows that make sure that's executed well, um, that'll continue to evolve. It'll continue to evolve over three, six, probably 12 months from now. That's a great point. And um, from your perspective, do you think there will be a new normal and what would that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to tell. Um, I think a few things, as I was saying, I, I think um, from our standpoint, um, many operational changes from, you know, the, the granular level of, of how do we get in touch with patients? How do we bring them into the clinic setting? How do we um, schedule their procedures? What are the steps that we do to mitigate some of the risks that are inherent in some of those processes from an exposure standpoint? Um, I think PPE is certainly going to continue to be a focal point for us. Uh, the inventory levels, supply chain management, um, how do we how do we utilize PPE and, and in what <clears throat> stages do we either increase um, the use or, or decrease depending on um, the outside environment. Um, I think we're going to see across the board uh, in many ways kind of teaching patients in the community and educating them on different ways to have their care delivered to them, whether it be through telehealth um, or, or other means. Uh, there's certainly plenty of options at our disposal and it's it's up to us to make sure that we execute that well and educate folks appropriately um, and then I, I think a big piece of the quote-unquote new normal is going to be um, how do we instill confidence in our patients I, I think the, the groups that come out on top at the end of this will be the the ones that find a way to execute that and win that area um, and that's important and it's not just important from a market standpoint but more importantly um, really need to get get the various processes in place to make sure that um, the team team of providers team of staff and our patients um, are safe their safety and well-being remain a top priority well, thank you so much for going through that with us, Zach. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for joining us on the Becker's podcast. Thank you.